Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Join us today as we explore the word-giving, insightful solutions for day-to-day living. We pray this message encourages you throughout your day. You can also visit www.thrivechurch.me. Now, on to today's message. God, or you know what it's like to wrestle with God, show of hand. A few of y'all, I do, and I'm losing every time um, I try. Um, I think my tap-out response time is getting a little bit shorter every time, but every time they ask me to speak, I'm like, but God, I'm not ready, I'm not qualified, and then he's like, yeah, but I need you to go ahead and do that, and I, I surrender every single time, but it's never without a fight, so, um, but how many of you guys are glad to know that God uses imperfect people, and it does not matter how many flaws you have, how weak you think you are, but God still chooses to use us in spite of us. Um, So grateful to be here before you guys again today. So um, we're going to be in Matthew 5 verses 13 through 16. If you want to go ahead and turn there, and I'm going to be reading out of the Amplified version today. Um, But before we get into that, so how many of you guys like the beach? I like the beach, um, just listening to the waves crash into the sand, you know, having your toes sit there, just watching the sun go by. Um, and so a couple of years ago, my friends and I, we went on a cruise to the Bahamas. And in my head, I feel like I can swim like Michael Phelps, right? But in reality, I'm like flounder on the seashore. And we wanted to go snorkeling. And I was like, yeah, we get to go swimming with the fishes, right? That's going to be so much fun. And so we get on the little catamaran and we go out and we have our snorkeling gear on and we had a life vest on. Mind y'all, I can't swim, right? But this is a great idea at the time. Um, So I had my life vest on. We get in the water, attempting to swim with the fishes. And at some point, I don't know what I did, all of a sudden, I start choking on the water because it has gotten into my snorkel, and I'm like gagging on this salt water. So I'm like, okay, I'm, it was a bad situation, right? So now the waves are, I'm all out of sorts, and the waves are just going. I'm starting to get a little nauseated, and I'm like, oh my gosh, let me just get back on the boat. So I make it to the boat. I'll spare you a lot of the details in between what happened. Yeah, by the time I got on the boat. And then I got back on and I wanted so much water because my mouth was just full of salt. It was so bad. And so once I got out of there, I got water and I finally got the taste out of my mouth. So if y'all don't know where I'm going with this, the title of my message today is The Salt Life. The Salt Life. So we're in Matthew 5. 13 through 16, and just give you a little bit of backdrop. So Jesus is giving his sermon on the mount. So he starts out with the Beatitudes, like, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. He goes through all of that. He talks about salt and light. He talks about adultery and divorce and judging others and giving and praying and fasting. He goes through all of these things. And when he gets, so we're looking at the salt and the light, which is in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. And it says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, purpose, how can it be made salty? It is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. You are the light of Christ to the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and 
glorify your Father who is in heaven. So our big idea for today is we are change agents for Christ. We are change agents for Christ. So as I was studying for this word, I'm like, the salt life, what does that really mean? And so I studied a little bit about salt for all of my science buffs in here. We know that salt is NaCl, which is sodium chloride. Um, Salt is known as a preservative, right? So all of our packaged food, that's why they're so high in sodium, because it's a preservative. It's also, um, it absorbs moisture. So we put salt like down when it's snowing and it's ice, right, so that it absorbs moisture. It's a flavor enhancer. We put it on our food, hopefully not too much because, again, it absorbs moisture. Moisture. So when you have a lot of salt in your body, that's why you get dehydrated, right? Um, it's also a disinfectant if you've ever had to gargle with salt water to kind of clean your mouth out. And how many of you have jobs in here? Hopefully a lot of you. Okay. Did you know that the word salary actually comes from the word salt? It actually comes from the word salt. So back in the um, old time, the Roman soldiers were given an allowance to buy salt. So the Latin word is sal. So salary actually comes from salt. So oh, we're getting salt money, really, in the grand scheme of things. So those are the properties of salt. So when I look at that, I'm like, wow. Preservative, uh, flavor enhancer, disinfectant, is my life really looking like that, right? So it's, it's interesting when you when I preach messages like this, the word of God is like a mirror. So you hold it up to yourself and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing such a good job at that right now. Like how good am I at enhancing those around me? How good are you? How good are we at enhancing those around you? How good are we doing right now at preserving the gospel in the earth? Right? Or is the world taking over right now? Um, how are we polluting those that are around us? Or are we disinfecting those that are around us? And one of the things that my mom always told me, she was like, always leave things better than the way that you found them. And I find that I do that pretty well with like things and tasks, but not so well with people, right? People kind of can just. They're people, right? And don't look at me like that because y'all know, y'all got people that get on your nerves. Some of them, you're sitting right next to them. Don't look, don't look, don't look. But y'all know what I'm talking about, right? They're people. But it's like, if if I'm really trying to live the salt life, I have to think about how I respond to people. And am I responding like God will respond or am I responding like I want to respond? Because how I want to respond, they're not going to always look like Jesus. I'm like, that wasn't Jesus, that was me. That was not Jesus, that was me. I'll take that, right? So so we have to be the salt of the earth. And who likes superhero movies? I like superhero movies. And I think a lot of us do because why? We like when the good guys win, don't we? We like when the good guys win. But guess what, y'all? We're the good guys. We are the good guys. Not in our own strength, but by the power of Jesus that's living in us. We are the good guys, and the world needs us. If you can't tell, if you can't tell, suicide, shootings, all of this stuff, the world needs us, and we are the superheroes that this world is looking for right now. So we are called to be the salt of the earth. So imagine how different the world would be if we did the things that we pray, read, and sing about. Right? They weren't just songs, they weren't just words, but we actually did the thing that we did. We loved our neighbors, the ones that don't look like us, the ones that don't think like us, the ones that don't dress like us, 
the ones that don't talk like us, right? Imagine if we did that. Imagine if we actually surrendered our lives to Christ and it wasn't just all about us and what we were trying to do before we left here, right? Imagine if we walked in forgiveness and grace and mercy. And it seems so big, but it's really not because we can't do it on our own, but that's why Jesus came. So that with the power that is living on the inside of us, we could do it. I'm not saying that it's easy, but we have to be obedient. So, so what, how do we make an impact for the kingdom of God and live this salt life? The first thing we have to do is we have to know and walk in our identity. We have to know and walk in our new identity. So 2 Corinthians um, 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And that sounds really good, but some of y'all are like, yeah, I accepted Jesus. My life kind of still looks the same though, doesn't it? So that's really cute, but I don't really understand it. So have you seen the, y'all, I'm, I'm giving a lot of movie references because I like movies. Have y'all seen The Legend of Tarzan? Or you know who Tarzan is at least, right? Okay, I love y'all. Um, my movie fans out here. So Tarzan was raised by apes, right? So he took on whose identity? The apes' identities, right? He ate like them, he swung from trees like them, he even started walking like them because that's what he knew. But then someone had to come along and say, mm, I know that's how you were raised, but you're kind of a human and you're a man and this is what humans do and this is how men act and this is what humans eat. Someone had to come along and give him a new identity. And guess what, that's what Christ did to us. He said, I know. I know this is how the world raised you. I know this is what your family said. I know this is what they said. But I am coming to tell you that that's not who you are. That now that you're in Christ, you are somebody new. And that is not who you are. So let's see, what does God say? Who, let me start with who you are not before I tell you who God says you really are. So you are not your past. You're not your present circumstances. You're not your parent. They birthed you, but you're not them. You're not your job. You're not your economic status. You're not your marriage status. You're not your astrological sign. I'm gonna go keep going. Uh, you're not your political party of choice. Don't get mad at me. You're not the color of your skin. You're not your culture. You're not your body type. You're not your failures. You're not your addictions. You're not your struggles. You are not what they say, right? But what does God say? God says, you are chosen, you are called, you are created by God with a purpose and for a purpose. You are set free through Jesus Christ. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are loved. You are no longer a slave to fear, sin, and the power of darkness. You are redeemed. You are delivered. You are healed. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit. You are a child of God. You are a change agent for Christ. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. My God. Who is excited about that today? Thank you. Thank you. That is who God says that we are. So we sing these songs. I am who God says I am. But do we really know? Do we really 
really know. It's a pretty song, but do, can we really quantify and detail it out? I'm chosen, I'm called, and say these things over and over and over. So y'all say that right now. I am who God says I am. Amen. So when Jesus came, he gave his disciples a new identity. He said, I know, I know you've been fishing, right? You've been fishing, but I'm coming to make you fishers of men. So God is always giving us a new identity when we encounter him. So we have to know. And for those of you today who you're still trying to figure out who you are and why you're here, God is telling you, if you will come to me, I will show you who you are. You're not going to find it in this world. You're not going to find it in culture. You're not going to find it in a bottle. You're not going to find it in a pill. You're not going to find it in your friends. You're not going to find it in a mate. You can only find yourself in the one that created you. So if you will seek God today, you will find your identity in him. So the second thing we must do is we must be mindful of our influence. If we're going to change the world and be salt and live the salt life, we must be mindful of our influence. So Romans 8:19 says, for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. They are waiting. Who, who are these Christians that you really say that you are? Because they can't tell us apart from the rest of the world right now, right? I know y'all don't like this. It's okay. I knew, I knew coming into this I wasn't going to get a whole lot of laughs and all that stuff. But you know what? It's okay. I love y'all. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so I did a little bit of research, and this was as of uh, 2015, and it said 31% of the world's population is Christian. Really? And that's 2.3 billion people as of 2015 that called themselves Christian. But yet the world is getting darker and darker. So if 12 people could turn this world upside down, what in the world are 2.3 billion people on this planet? What could we do if we really lived out this thing and we were the salt and the light of this earth, right? So it's like we have opinions, and, and think about this, the influence that you have, right? So social media, my God, everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a microphone now. So it is a huge platform for influence, right? But how are we using that? Are we arguing with people on there? Do we care more about our opinions than we do how God sees us when we're talking to people? We just mad. I got, the, okay, I'm going to tell you all a little bit of secret. There is a holy trinity of social media. I know what I Unfollow, unfriend, and block in Jesus' name. My God. Okay? Y'all don't have to follow these people that make you mad every day. Like, why are you still following them? Cut them off. And he's like, oh, well, you're mean. It's not that serious. No, it's called God in my heart. Because I know. I don't have time for y'all to be making me mad every day. <laughs> right? So just cut them off. Unfollow, unfriend, and block. Get to know them very well because I do. <laughs> right? And that goes, if you don't have social media, block them on your cell phone, your telephone. Whatever you have to do to guard your heart. So look at what are the circles of influence that God has placed you in, right? Your school that you're in, your classes, your community, your job, your family even. Those are circles of influence and you're not there by accident. You're not there by accident. Um, where God has placed you, he's in need of you. 
where God has placed you, he is in need of you. We're not just walking around because we just happened to throw, you know, stroll into Thrive this morning. Nope. I don't believe in coincidences. I, I believe that God is very methodical and you're not here by accident. But let's be mindful of the influence that we've been getting. And think about that. Write some of those things down. What are the circles of influence that God has entrusted to you? All right? Um, the next thing that we must do is we must seek to make an impact daily. We must seek to make an impact daily. So uh, Matthew 6 and 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So we have to do a better job of aligning ourselves with God's agenda on a daily basis and not just dragging him along with us, right? Because we run to work, we run to church, we run to activities, we run to all these things. But how many of us just stop before we start doing all of those things and ask God, what is your plan for me today? As I'm running around, who would you like me to impact today? Who can I just smile at today? Right? Who can I just hug today? Who can I just say, how are you doing? And not just keep walking. No, wait for them to answer. I'm not having a great day. Or just be like, okay, cool. Just keep, right? Because we're just moving so fast. How you doing? Good. Boom. I, I'm sorry. I'm actually not doing that well. My dog died and I'm really sad right now. And just like... Okay, maybe next time, right? <laughs> but if we actually take time to talk with people and to have FaceTime with people and not just be, you know, on phones, but go out with people and fellowship with people. That's why we have small groups here. Shameless plug. That's why we have small groups here. All right, some people know. <laughs> um, but so that you're spending time with people and they can speak into you and learn how to make an impact wherever you are. So who has God called you to impact while we're running around? Right? So we have, um, every day, three choices to follow. We either follow our own agenda, we follow the agenda of the enemy, or we follow the agenda of the spirit. You got three choices. We all have three choices. So which one are we going to pick? Right? I love y'all. It's so quiet. I love when y'all get quiet because that means it's like hitting a little deep. So I'm okay with the silence. <laughs> y'all good? Okay. <laughs> so we'll seek to make an impact daily and align with God. The Lord's Prayer says, um, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So every day that we go about, it's not just about what God can do for us, but it's about what he wants to do through us. It's not just about us. The us, we stop when we say yes to Jesus. It stop there. Everything else is about what God wants to do through you next, right? And in you and through you. So let's align with God um, agenda daily. All right? So, um, Romans 12, 2. He said, that sounds really great. It sounds amazing. It sounds like a tall order, right? But Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So this thing is a process, right? I know you heard all the things. God says I'm this and this and this, but it takes time. Tarzan didn't become, go from ape to man overnight. 
He didn't. It took time. And we don't go from living in the world to being, you know, totally sanctified all overnight. It's a process, but it's a renewing of the mind daily. So you have got to speak God's truth over your life every single day and take captive all of the thoughts that don't align themselves up with God and says, I feel like a failure. That's not true. What did God say? I feel like hope is gone. God says, no. I've got more hope for you. I have purpose for you. So all the lies that the enemy tries to plant in our head, we have to replace that with the truth of God's word. And you have to do it every day. Every single day we have to renew our mind. So if we're going to be and live this salt life, we have to seek God for our identity. We have to really identify our circles of influence and take you know, advantage of those for the kingdom. And then we have to seek to make an impact daily. And the last illustration I want to give you guys, and I was a little hesitant about it because I know y'all not going to know what I'm talking about because y'all too holy for this. Um... Don't ask me how I know. So you know how. No, you don't know how. I'm going to tell you. So I know how. <laughs> if you're in a bar, right, and you're sitting there and whatever your beverage of choice is, they have a lot of, they give you salty snacks, right? Peanuts and pretzels. Why? Because they want you to keep drinking. They want you to keep drinking. And my hope for us today is that as we, as we live this salt life, that people will want to drink more of Jesus. That they will hunger and thirst after the righteousness of God. They'll be like, I want more of that. I'm thirsty. I want more. I want more. I want more. And I pray that our lives will cause people to hunger and thirst after Jesus. So, let me just go ahead and pray. Father, I thank you for this day and for your presence. I thank you for your word, Father. Lord, I ask that you would continue to reveal our identities to us, Lord. I ask that you would open our eyes to the circles of influence that you've placed us in, Father, and let, that we would know that we're not there by accident, but that you have need of us wherever you have placed us, Lord. And God, I pray that as we go, that we would seek to make an impact daily, Father. Lord, place people in our lives to help us through this uh, transition period, to speak life and truth into us, Lord, and not death, Lord. Let us truly live as new creations through Jesus Christ, Lord, knowing that we can't do it on our own, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, all things are possible for us who believe in him. Lord, so I thank you and I pray, God, that as you go, that you would let this word take root in all of our hearts, that you would water it throughout the weeks, and that it would bear much fruit, Lord. In Jesus' name that I pray, amen.